Hey, What the Fit listeners, it's Chrissy Grody, your host. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to share a small disclaimer. Since I've started the podcast, one of my main concerns and a top priority for me has always been sound quality, hence why I've chose to record in a studio. Well, we can't go to a studio right now, so you're about to listen to the first virtual recording. Listening back, I was a little anxious about releasing because it's not the normal quality that we're used to, but I know these aren't normal times, so I'm trying to show myself some compassion. In my opinion, the intro is a little shaky since we experienced a bit of a lag, but the main guest interview, which starts about 30 minutes in, is honestly on par with the studio recording I think, which is great. So thanks for listening as always, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever the fuck that means. Hello, Danny Kester. Welcome back to our virtual recording of What the Fit. Yes. Well, I am honored to be here. The first virtual What the Fit podcast. Thank you for uh, having me back. Of course. I Take I that, coronavirus. You. <laughs> yeah, right. We're not stopping. Um, you might hear a little bit of a, a delay or a lag. We're trying to figure out this virtual recording thing. Like I said, first time, brand new. We'll see how it goes. Um, but we're here, and we're going to talk about all of the of our typical, wonderful, what the fit things. Keeping our positive attitude. Danny has such a great positive attitude. He is the head trainer at Burn Boot Camp in Mason. His episode first aired back in September. So if you haven't checked that out, please go back and listen. And I'm really excited to hear Danny about your favorite workout. My favorite workout. So this is my, I'm going to plug a little bit right here. Um, Please do. So burn since I've, since I've last been on. Yeah. I mean, is that okay? A little, a uh, humble plug, if you will. So since I've last been on a lot of things going on uh, a lot in Mason specifically, things are going well. Um, but we have a new gym opening up for in the area, Fort Mitchell burn boot camps opening up soon. Obviously a little bit of delay right now going on with, um, the current situation but um once this is over burn boot camp fort mitchell is opening up so anyone local to that area guys that's a uh take advantage of that um i personal as far as a personal favorite workout recently there's been a few things i've been working on and that's been my gymnastics skill sets and that's and i, I said that in quotes because i don't know a ton about gymnastics but um muscle ups and handstand walks is something I've been trying to work on. And so this is the time to do it. Can you do muscle ups at your house? Right. Um, no, but my, I cannot do them in my house. Unfortunately, I, I don't, I would, I would go into the rafters and then through the ceiling. So that would not work out well, but you, you have, yes. you're handstand out walk, the... handstand walks. Yes. I mean, we're, yeah, it's, I mean, they're, 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 have you ever done them? They're, uh, it's, I would say it's a very, crossfit move. I don't like to use that terminology, but it's a, think of a pull-up where you get that kipping motion with the legs and then you pull yourself up over the bar and then you lock your arms out. Um, so it's a lot yes, of like very I mechanical, very technique driven. 
Yeah. Um, you can't yet. That's that's what you should say. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good um, point. Okay, maybe I can't yet. Have you been doing any at home workouts? I have now more than so. I think if anyone listened to my 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 podcast prior on what the fit, I used to run a gym out of my basement where I trained trained members through there. And so I have been back to uh, using that a lot more now that I'm stuck at home in our current situation. So it's actually been like a, I don't know, like a, like a reminiscing a little bit about what it used to be like down there. Yeah. A little bit, a little dark, a little, little dungeon-like, but it's right. Exactly. And it's been, I think I've appreciated the change a little bit. I think, I think all of us right now are kind of, a, we're all having, having to adapt, right? And so, including myself. And so for me, that looks like, going back to my roots and, and like, just, you know, it's, the, the equipment's not, it's like old equipment, you know, old barbells that are kind of rusty, but it's kind of fun, right? It's kind of fun to go back to that. So that's, that's my current situation. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> for sure. I think yeah. it's, it's a really good time for people to kind of get back to basic stuff. We don't have the fancy studios or the motivators of like the dark room or the heat of a yoga class. And it's like, all right, it's you right. and it's your fucking living room. And on a computer, yeah. what can you do? <laughs> yeah, I just did a whole video today about working out at home. Because I think I hear, I'm sure a lot of us feel this way. I, I hear this a lot. of like, I, Danny, I can't work out at home. I'm not sure. And I get it. It's, it's a lot of internal motivation and drive to do that. And I, I really, I, I, what I personally believe, and I thought about this question a lot, like, why do people hate working out at home? I think it is because of their past, like the past history working out at home. And like, sure. it, it could be just like a terrible program they were part of. It could be, they were just really tired of the workouts. It could be, I think a lot of it too, like you said, like the physical space factor. So I think it's really important yeah. to set that a, a physical space that you enjoy going to. Cause for example, you love going to the gym. That is like, that's a rhythm you have. And right now that rhythm is broken. And so how can you create a rhythm in your home where it's, I'm going to go to this place and I don't know, it could be your basement, but you know, at least maybe set some lights or mm -hmm. get a fan or put a towel out or something like that to make it more welcoming. I think that's really important. Um, also, I think yeah, dressing the part is also important. So like get out of your, get out of your pajamas and put your workout clothes on. That's, you know what I mean by that? Like little, yeah. little things like that go yeah. a long way. I'm going to come to work yeah. out at home. So no, totally. We're all I, dealing I think with that right for now. Me, the the most difficult thing has been like, for example, when we're about to record this podcast, I'm recording in the spot where I work all day. And I have worked from right. home forever, so that's not a change for me. But that's where my computer set up. So it's literally that I have no change in environment that also contributes to like a change in my mental state. So I'm like, oh, fuck, like I was just working yeah. and now I'm recording a podcast or like now I'm doing a, a, a yoga workout. You know, it's like I don't have any, there's not that transition time that makes yeah, it all like, what exactly. is, you know, like blended and weird and it's hard to like get your yeah. mind right for it. <clears throat> so like today, exactly. you know, I, I worked, I worked all day in the, in the spot where I'm now recording and it's 8 p.m. So before we started recording, I just like took a moment to like go outside on my patio and just like get some yeah. fresh air just to like have a physical change from like, okay, now I'm sure. recording and this is it here now. Yeah. But, 
but you have to have you have to have that fine line go ahead yeah i'd love to hear it so so my favorite workout i did on saturday was 108 sun salutations to welcome spring and so a lot of different yeah it was intense a lot of different yoga studios did this but i specifically went to the one led by sage yoga um they have a hot studio in OTR and then a non-heated studio over in Covington. Um, and I, I was asking, maybe you're asking yourself, why 108? Yeah, I am asking that. Yes. Well, I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. I had to look it up because I had no idea. So I guess this is a significant number in like a bunch of different disciplines. So there's 108 tantras. I don't know what a tantra is, but people may know that in numerology 108 equals nine which symbolizes universal love and eternity and awakening and there's 108 mala beads on a mala bead necklace interesting now now (laughs) can i ask you this let me ask you this question because i'm like curious i think that's really cool but how did you like internalize that like what does that mean for you does that make sense? Like, what is that? Yeah, for sure. How does that change? No how are you going to act on that? I guess. If you, or lots of so when I, when I set up to do it, I was really excited about this. Like when they started advertising this way before any Corona crisis came in and I was super excited because I'm like, this sounds very challenging. And I love the acknowledgement of a season. So like that we're like, okay, we're, it is yeah. no longer winter. It's, it just like is this oh my god this is going to be a really challenging marker for me to be like it's finally spring like what better way to welcome it in within something like very physically challenging yeah so i totally loved it i woke up i woke up on saturday morning and they had it set for 10 a.m they did a zoom so it was like you know in virtual like they were doing it with us at the time which yeah. I appreciate i i and i'll take a virtual library of like pre- did you like the zoom yeah, Sorry I did. To so we just did our first Zoom class today, and I was curious what you thought about it. I I like the virtual Zoom. I like an Instagram Live because you know that the person on the other side of the screen at this in the same time and space, like maybe we're not physically together, but we're doing it together versus yeah. like a virtual library, something that's pre-recorded. I'll do that yeah. and I'll get value from that, but it's not the same as like, okay, we're both right now we're together. Like you and I we're recording right now together. Exactly. We're not together. Exactly. We can't see each other, but yeah. Um, but it was interesting yeah. because, you know, I woke up cool. on Saturday, I went down, I made my coffee. I went in my living room. I have like my coffee next to me as I'm like going through this workout. And I, I couldn't yeah. have my, my coffee table in my living room just like permanently pushed to the side because like that's my workout space so it's like <laughs> yeah. i'm not even gonna yeah, move yeah. my coffee table back to where yeah You're adapting. Like, this is where it is now yeah exactly yeah. exactly but yeah so yeah so it's 108 they did it in blocks four blocks of 20 do you do you have that inner internal motivation to like what what gets you out of bed to go do that whatever you're doing that workout I think that's the hardest part is like, I'm going to get out of bed and do this. What do you, what's your thing? I agree. And, and I am not 
I would say like it's taken, it's really been an exercise and a test of my internal motivation to do these at-home workouts because working out for me is such a social right. part of my life. And that's what I love about going to group fitness yeah. studios and seeing other people. That's a big part of the motivation. So to do it in my living room, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm, it's great. Right, right? Exactly. Like, it's like, I got to do it. It's, I, I know I'm going to feel better after I do it. Like yeah. you have to kind of dig deep. And the, just, I just think about the, the end of the workout. Like I'm going to feel better when it's over. It's because it's I, honestly, to be like totally honest, I'm not really, the sun salutations I loved while I was doing them. That was a challenge. It was, I could yeah. truly, I had 108 times to like practice this movement and like make it great. But other workouts that I've been doing virtually, I don't really yeah. t like love them yeah. while I'm doing it. I love when I'm done. I love that I got a sweat. I love that I know I moved my body and worked my body. But like the the like while I'm doing it, it's not totally enjoyable yeah. and joyful and exactly. great. Yeah, and no, I get that. This isn't forever. So I'll do what I gotta do. Mm -hmm. For sure. Because I know ultimately it'll make me feel better. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um Okay, what do you want to talk about? I thought we'd talk about well, we're all while we're all we're all in quarantine, obviously. So, what are we what are we doing to fill our our, our time? What's your thing in quarantine? So, I think we're all watching a lot of TV, right? Yeah. <laughs> what are we watching? Well, wait. Do you have your Do you have your like your fit your your fitness wellness thing to talk about or? Ooh, oh, oh, like your thing. Or do you, are you not, I'm, I'm too early. Card? I'm too early. Not, we didn't get to the wild card yet. Um. <laughs> So You're too I would early. say I kind of already jumped the gun on what I, what I wanted to talk about and what I wanted to kind of share with everybody else here as far as, far as burn, boot camp, burn boot camp and and what I am okay. currently doing. So That's like okay. uh, Chrissy mentioned, I am the trainer in Mason, Ohio, head trainer in Mason, Ohio uh, for burn boot camp. And we've been open uh, just over two years and things are going well. So if you're in Mason, come join us 14 days, completely free to try us out. It's a great, you know, free opportunity, opportunity to do that. Yeah, Christy went. She still needs to come back. Yes. That's the thing. I keep, it keep is waiting hard. for her to come back in those doors. I know. Whenever, as soon as, as soon as this is, I feel like as yeah. soon as this is lifted, everyone is going to see a boom in business. Like restaurants yeah. are going to be packed. Bars are going to be packed. Yeah. Gyms and fitness studios are going to be full. Like it's just going to be this like boom effect of like people are going to be out. Uh, no, I agree. Um, so we're, uh, we have multiple, multiple locations. We have one in Centerville, Ohio, which is up in Dayton. Mason, we have Cincinnati Hyde Park. And then we have Fort Mitchell opening soon after all this mm -hmm. stuff passes. But um, as far as what we're doing right now, we're still developing what this looks like as far as how you can continue to maybe, or potentially join us in this time. Because mm -hmm. right now we all need we all need something. We all need community, yeah, just like sure. what we were just talking about. We're all searching for something. Our fitness rhythm has been interrupted big time. And so maybe maybe you were going to like a big box gym or maybe you were going to a, a small, you know, boutique style gym and that place is closed. So what are you doing now? And so uh, we're trying to kind of fill that gap for you. And so we're working on doing live at home videos where you'll be working with me and our other trainers to do um, at home live workouts where you're actually mm -hmm. immersed into the community. 
that we have there doing things like Zoom workouts and things like that to kind of not make you feel like you're just on your own. Our workouts mm-hmm. will always be like, there's never, they're never the same, um, but we're still, we still, our foundation is strength and conditioning. Um, so you'll get both components um, with weight or without weight. So we're still working on that. So stay posted. We're posting a lot of material currently, like day by day, uh, as far as what we're going to do to um, kind of, again, fill this kind of this, this gap right now. So uh, check us out on Facebook yeah. or Instagram to kind of see what that looks like. That's, a, that's, that's what I would encourage you guys to do if you are really yeah. searching for that thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, the workouts are amazing. Like you said, strength, cardio. I went during a cardio day. It kicked my <laughs> ass. I'll never forget that. I'll never so forget many, that. Like, different variations of burpees and donkey <laughs> kick things. Yeah. And, oh. Remember, remember the, remember really the kneeling, you did that, the kneeling squat jump that day and you felt so amazing by doing that. Remember that? You went from your knees up to a jump squat and oh, then to a knee I jump. remember. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Because I remember watching you do it. And I was like, I am never going to be able to do that. And then I practiced yeah. and I did it. You did it. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the, that's the story there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the thing that I want to talk about. Yeah. I had talked about this briefly on the last episode, um, but I finally did a digital detox that I've been Ooh. wanting to do. I saw that you And so that. this was yeah. spurred. Yeah, this was spurred by the corona crisis. That's mm-hmm. what I'm calling it. I, I don't know. Do I, I think that's, name no, for I it? I think the that's, pandemic. That's fair. That's Hell, fair. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'll be about Um so it, it was like right, it was like the second day honestly it was so early and you know things escalated so quickly it was like yeah. restaurants closed da, 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 and you're like what is going on yeah and so almost immediately as i'm on instagram i'm flooded by all of these this messaging on like well now's the time for you to seize the opportunity and be really creative and do all these home projects and do yeah. all these things that you didn't have time to do before which i like can appreciate to a level, but really at that time, nothing had changed for me personally. I, mm-hmm. I did and still do have a, a full-time job. Like I'm still doing the podcast. Like, yes, I, I arguably have more free time because I'm not doing kind of like in-person networking meetings and stuff, but like, right. I still, you know, I started work at eight today and I'm, it's 8 PM now. And I haven't had a, a break in my day to like organize my right. entry or whatever. Right, right, so right. I had this sense of, I had this sense of like, oh shit, I should be doing something or I should be feeling so creative or like this should propel me in this direction. And it wasn't. And I was just like, yeah. I just gotta, I gotta get off. And I was just seeing, it was just what everyone was posting about. There was nothing new. There was nothing interesting to me. So on Sunday night, I just deleted the app and I was, yeah. had no plan in mind. I was like, I'm just going to see how long I go or what happens or how I feel. Yeah. And so the next day, like Monday, I woke up and the biggest thing was just the muscle memory, just oh, how sure. automatic that I got on my phone and I, my hand, my little finger, my little thumb knew right where to go for my Instagram app. And it wasn't there. And like, I wasn't even consciously uh, thinking about it. It's anxiety producing. I would get 
I would get up and like just go to walk to the bathroom, immediately have my phone, go to look at Instagram. And, I'm, and oh, it wasn't, sure. you know, it's not there. I deleted it. But it was, yeah. but it, it's like such a, a testament of like, you're not doing, you're, you're not doing anything. Like I'm not doing anything. It was just like, that was the habit. Yeah. So it became clear, like after the first day, yeah, how little value it actually added to my life because mm -hmm. I wasn't missing like the content at all. I maybe I like, you know, I thought about for a minute, like, oh, did anyone message me or like oh, whatever, but like, right, right. I was fine. Like, and after that first day, I was like, dude, I might, I might just go on, you know, for a week for whatever, like I'm good. It, it felt very freeing. Um, so right. Wednesday, I wanted to get on to promote what the fit because like an episode was coming out and so i was like i'm not going to get on chrissy grody i'm just going to get on what the fit and post what i need to post and that's it mm -hmm. and even just that little bit of time was enough to like get me hooked again what like the... it was like all it, right it pulled you it pulled you in now yeah I'm now I'm yeah <clears throat> yeah it 100 percent pulled me back in I've been watching a lot of Lord of the Rings and it's like the fucking ring. Yeah. Oh, it, it'll, it draws you in and numbs you, just, you so quickly. It just so quickly. So then that night I got back on Chrissy Grody and I was like fucking back in it. And this past weekend, I got the fucking message that says, you've seen all the posts in the last 24 hours. And I was like, you dumb bitch. Fuck. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> yes. But I'm torn, Danny. I'm torn because during this time, especially, it's super annoying to me because it's all everyone's talking about. Mm -hmm. It's the only content that's out there. But at the same time, it provides a platform of connection. Right. 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 I. And so, and like, I. I so you're I don't still know on the what fence. You're still on the fence about it. I am because I want that free feeling, but I also want to be able to provide connection to other people and experience that connection with other people myself. And I know right. that, like, when my brother passed away, you know, a year and a half ago, Instagram was 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 truly, truly a place for me to connect with people that knew him and and just like it brought me a lot of comfort. And so I can see how it like in this time of, of people facing this hardship that like it can bring comfort, but it can yeah. also just bring like so much extra anxiety and like shit to think about and shit to do. Sure. And you're like, sure. am I posting my workout? Am I posting my pancakes that I'm making now? And like, yeah, all the yeah. other stuff. So I'm, I'm, I, I need to find a balance, but I don't know that if, if I can, I don't know. I think that maybe where I am now is like, do I need like a time frame? Yeah. Like, these are the hours of operation for Instagram. They're open from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then, then they're closed. I don't know. If anyone has any suggestions. Uh, yeah, that's a great, I think it's great to think about having a time frame, but I think it's also how you have to think about what you're, how are you utilizing Instagram and how are you connecting with people or are you getting sucked into like the shit that you don't need to get sucked into? 
Um, Cause that's, that's what it becomes all the above. and it kind of comparison and you know, I, I'm not good enough and all those negative feelings that we do not need to have, especially right now uh, in the time. And then it's like, I know all of us are, you know, it's like we had a baseline anxiety before all this stuff started. And right now mm-hmm. it's just heightened because th- this coronavirus is bringing out all those anxieties we already had. And it's just, it's, it's, it's stacking and stacking and right. stacking and we don't need more of that to happen. So I think, I think, yes, social media is helpful when it comes to connection, but you have to be careful and you have to use it, use it wisely. So it's like almost like, yeah, have a cutoff time where it's like, I don't know, going into it with purpose. So it's like, I think, I think a good thing for you is you realize waking up in the morning is, is not working. You, you, you go right to the phone to go Instagram. It's like, okay, my routine will change. And it's like, I'm not going give to give up Instagram, but I'm not going to go on it right away. I'm going to give like, I'm going to get up, get out of bed get my routine right. going then I might hop. you know what I mean stuff like that to like change the routine yeah um, yeah I don't know that's just my yeah. initial yeah. but I, I, right. I think I know I know I think being aware and observant how you are right now is the hardest part so I applaud you for that I'm not perfect by the way no no one uh, is if anyone has any ideas please send them over yeah. I'll share them yeah it's tough. Yeah, it goes back, it goes back to yeah. we're all, yeah. I think we're all feeling the same types of things right now. So it's like, let's work on this together, you know? Yep. Yep. Totally. Okay. Wild card. Now we can talk about okay. Okay. what, are you, I was what excited. are you watching right now? Or what are you, <laughs> what do you, what did you watch recently? That's good. We know we're all in like a binge mode right now. So let's share yeah. some, some good stuff to watch. So what do you, what have you been watching? Okay, so there's probably generic answers that most people have already uh, been partaking in. Because when you, you know, when you, you look on Facebook and people are like, what are you watching right now? And people just are like putting their favorite shows on, in the comments. Uh, okay, first off, Shits Creek. Mm-hmm. If you have not watched Shits Creek, you are missing out uh, big time. That is my favorite region. Have you watched it? Um, you have no. Not. It's okay. But maybe I watched <clears throat> one episode, but. Everyone's talking about yeah, it. I know yeah. it's a good one. It's a yeah. good one. So if you have not watched Shit's Creek, you should definitely uh, check it out. Next one, uh, it just <clears throat> they just came out with a new season, Ugly Delicious. If you're into food, it's uh, I think what's his name, David Chang or David. He's really interesting, and he puts a really cool spin on food and the background on food and culture and that kind of stuff. So I would definitely. Uh, check Ugly Delicious. I have watched Ugly Delicious. I love cooking shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it makes you feel like you're not a terrible cook at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this one, this one's a good one. And I'm not sure if I want anyone has seen it. It is not on Netflix. It's on YouTube. It's called What the Fit with Kevin Hart. Have you seen this? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't okay. seen it. But, I, but I've obviously heard about it. Because you, okay. Okay. You took yes. the name from me. Did he, did he email you and let you he know? Didn't. But I also <laughs> didn't. But I also didn't take it from him. I thought of this name, like maybe. Yeah. Imp- I didn't take it from him. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Well, not to get anyone confused. It's a it's a very entertaining show about fitness and uh, implementing fitness into your own life. So anyway. Cool. Well, I mean, great minds think alike. So exactly, exactly. And then I have a couple more. Okay, a couple more. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. Keep going. This is us. I mean, everyone's heard of it. This is us, right? Mm-hmm. This is 
just that's you know, no judgment involved here. It's a very uh, my, I cry every single time I watch that show. I will say um, it seems way too I real. That, okay, that's a good one. That's one I'm gonna. That's what I'm going to take from you. This is yeah. us because I have not seen it and I know it's good. So I need to watch it. It's, I think it's phenomenal. That's good. Um, there's a Netflix documentary out right now. If you, especially if you have kids, it's kind of interesting. It's called Babies. It's, uh, I think it's like a docu-series. Ooh. Pretty interesting. Ooh. Um, and then. Yeah, you are killing it with these recommendations. Hey, I, so much I, for people. What, did you doubt me, Chrissy? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I'm kidding. Um, and then last one, you should, but you shouldn't. Pandemic. Uh, other, everyone's been talking about it. It's on Netflix. And it's too fitting, I think, for this current situation. <laughs> if you're into that kind of stuff. I will not. I will not. I will not do it. Yeah, probably, probably, I can't. The best, probably for the best. <laughs> uh, okay, so I only have one. Go for it. It's on HBO and it's okay. called McMillions. Oh. It's the story of how the McDonald's Monopoly game, you remember the McDonald's Monopoly game when we remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it was a huge hoax. It was controlled by one man, like rigging it all. And they finally are coming what? out about it. That's interesting. It's super interesting. I don't. I don't really know much beyond that because I'm only, it's like a docu-series. So I'm only yeah. like the first one in, but it is really, really compelling, super interesting, mm. crazy. Like they were rigging the McDonald's Monopoly game. That's crazy. Like the million dollar, the million dollar winners. That's, yeah, that's wow. good. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for coming on. I truly appreciate it. Thanks for being a part of the very first virtual What the Fit recording. Yeah. We're going to keep, we'll, we'll keep it up for as long as we have to. We will never yeah. miss an episode. Yeah. The what the Fit community needs to, to keep having some great content and hearing from some amazing, wonderful people like yourself. So again, appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Danny. My guest today is a serious jack-of-all-trades. He's a former FC Cincinnati soccer player. There are way too many soccer awards on Google for me to mention them all here, and currently owns a creative media house. He's the photographer behind the Cincy Fitness Community's most compelling shoots. Please welcome Michael Malay of Rooted Media House. What's Ooh. up, Michael? <laughs> What's happening? What an intro. It's the welcome. best intro I've ever heard in my life. No, it's not. Let's run it you back. Have, Let's run it back. Do it again. Do it again. You have so <laughs> many media mentions on your name. Like I just had to Google your name one time and soccer award, soccer award, won this in this star award over here, Lululemon, Jeez. creative agent. There's so many. Dang, I'm blushing right now. Don't go, don't go and Google yourself right now. So we're doing our first ever virtual recording of What the Fit. Heck yeah. We're going to see it. how it goes. Michael and I can see each other on camera, so at least we have that. Because I feel like it would be really, it'd be like a phone call, and that would be tough. Yeah, honestly, we look really good right now. I'm kind of upset that people won't see us. <laughs> I know we need to. We need, I need to get on YouTube too. Um, but I seriously don't even know where to begin with you. I'm like, do we start with your stellar soccer career? Do we talk about your 
incredible fitness photography that you do. You photographed like almost every single What the Fit past guest. <laughs> so, I mean, this is, and that's kind of how, this is going to be fun because we don't really, we don't know each other very well. We just yeah, recently sure. met in person at the Lululemon event, but I've I had like- you like, just realized I played soccer in a past life too. I kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really talk about it that much. But that's huge. I mean, it was, I mean, arguably a really uh, significant part of your life. Yeah, huh? for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, I played for 25 years, so definitely was a big part. But when did you start playing? I started playing. How old are you? I was four. Uh, so I have four brothers. Uh, so I, oh. I mean, we always had balls and stuff around the house. And my sure. mom was a former uh, bodybuilder and powerlifter and Miss Orlando and Miss Purdue. No, yeah, she had like a she had Wait, a world fuck record. You. Let's get your mom on here. <laughs> oh, my mom's a goat. My mom's a goat. I can send you a picture later, but she actually Please held a do. world she held a world record uh, in powerlifting for like two hours, and then she got beat in the world championship like two hours two, later for two hours. Okay, well, yeah, that's somebody no. in the same competition beat her. So like, she literally only held it for like that certain time until the girl came in and broke in the same thing. But that's still incredibly impressive. Oh yeah, she's a beast, but. Yeah, so my dad also wrestled in college, and so they, we like lived and breathed sports growing up. And mm-hmm. my my mm-hmm. uh, I, my older brother and stuff was already playing soccer, so we got into it when we were young, and we just all fell in love with it. So yeah, yeah, no, well, that, well, that seems like that seems to be a really good place to start then, because I I don't know much about you. We <laughs> every every past every past what the fit guest was like, you got to get Michael on, you got to get Michael on. He's done like Dance Factory Fitnesses video shoot yep anna pure bars shoot who kelly a lot of people, like kelly ashley uh i'm trying know. to think who else have you had on I, tyler uh, all of them yes so many so many yeah. so they were all like talking Kayla, about like, Johnny, like, yeah, yeah. Kayla, oh yeah Johnny, right uh, ellen whitney ellen. did that whole like blue lemon thing yeah yeah, yeah sure. everyone so i'm excited that we finally get to meet i feel like we've been it's like one of those weird like peripheral edge circles where you're like for sure um, I think, like touching circles but not in the circle <laughs> i feel like that's how it is like i'm i'm in the fitness world but i'm not like fully in the fitness world like i'm i like know everybody in it and have like these like personal relationships with everybody but i'm technically not a fitness instructor or anything and so well yeah I'm no not, me either and i and i honestly go to I work out with my my buddies Brandon uh, and Ryan, and and like they have a fitness facility that's like super underground. Uh-huh. So like I'm not like in all these groups all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I'll mm-hmm. go and support the homies at their at their places, but like yeah. I've I've always gone to that place for like the last five years. So I'm like in the circle, but I'm not like no as in it as, as everybody else. I get you. I get you. Okay, let's start with soccer because sure. Okay, so you started playing really young. Yeah, and then you did. Were you? Did you know that you were good from the moment that you kicked a ball? <laughs> it's actually funny. I I told this story the other day. Somebody was uh, asking me about soccer too, and my first touch of a soccer ball was actually my head. So, like, they always gave me crap because the ball came running, and I like got down on the floor and started like heading it. Like on the ground. On the ground, not even jumping in the air. No, no. Also, disclaimer: really I don't know a lot about soccer. Yeah, you're usually supposed to kick the ball, but I started yeah. hitting the ball. But no, yeah, I fell in love with it. I, 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 I wouldn't say. And my, so my roommate actually played uh, pro soccer for four years, and he played with me in college for a little bit. 
But uh, they, everybody always jokes to me that I was never like the best soccer player. I was usually just like the the best athlete on the field, and that's kind of what got me got oh, me through. So I was never like a very because I was a defender. I was never like the most technical guy. Not technical, but athletic. Yeah. But athletic, yeah. So like, in you can like school. jump. You're fast. You're strong. Yeah, fast. You have endurance. Exactly. You have coordination. Yeah. I I'm just giving the definition I of an athlete so. for yeah, anyone yeah, out for there sure. that may not know what we're talking about. For sure. No, yeah. I mean, even I wouldn't say until high school, like I always played soccer growing up, but in high school, I mean, yeah, I, I tried to play any and every sport. So like I was like, I varsity lettered in water polo, swimming, football, oh, the track. Oh, uh, Oh, nice. Yeah. Swimming is yeah. awesome. Swimming was a great, great little period for sure. It's so, I feel like it's so much fun because obviously it's individual yeah. when you're competing, but then you just get to just like be with the team so much. Everyone's weird and like you oh, smell yeah. like chlorine. Are weird for sure. They're so they're weird. Cool. They're so cool weird. Like I, yes, yes. Some of my, I had some of my like closest friends in high school were from the swim team, but like, yeah, we, we always talk about that element too, that like, it's so different from other sports and that like, mm-hmm. you, it's a team and everybody's so tight knit because you like are, there's like five of you in the same lane every day yeah, right but, you're half then, naked yeah but when it yeah. comes down to it like the meets you're just on your own like it's completely up to you like you control your own destiny and we always yeah i love that aspect of it that like at the end of the day if you fail like it's on yeah. you like it's yeah. not on that guy next to you yep yeah for but, sure so you played yeah. everything did everything yeah, I played everything um but I had always fallen. I had always loved soccer. Soccer was always my main sport. Um, high school, I kind of just had to really focus and um, started getting recruited early on mm. in high school for soccer. And and you weren't in Cincinnati? Fun. No, yeah. So I grew up in uh, – I was born in New Orleans, and then I, I grew up in Orlando, Florida. Uh, oh, so, that's weird too. Yeah, total, total change from Cincinnati. Right, uh, and no one is like from Orlando. Yeah. Everyone yeah. out there like – it's like a, such a transplant city. For sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean that's like, I mean that's a big reason why I love Cincinnati too. The culture here is amazing. Like mm-hmm. in Orlando, like you said, it, no one's actually like from from Orlando. Yeah, like, most people either like moving. I mean, technically, I'm a, I wasn't born there, but uh, yeah. my, a couple of my brothers were born there. So, but yeah, I mean, it's I got recruited um, to come to UC, and you know, I took mm. it here and and loved it, and you know, they offered me a scholarship, and you know, it, it made like the most sense, and yeah, I felt called to come here and played four years here at UC and then uh-huh. I graduated and I took a fifth year at Coastal Carolina University. Okay. So actually I tore my ACL my senior year of college. Uh, for... I read the article about that. Yeah, that article <laughs> it actually caused a lot of drama. Uh, that's like It was kind of like, like, I, I don't know. The tone was kind of like accusatory against UC. I mean, maybe fair or not. I don't know. You tell me. But it yeah. was like, it was not just like a standard, it was very op-ed kind of reporting. Like, it was not like, hey, here are the facts. It was like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- don't get me wrong. There was a lot of facts in the article. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they did interview, a couple of the other guys that they interviewed for it, like, didn't really help anything because, like, I remember one of them. Like one of the guys that interviewed. So explain the situation, people that don't know. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, I can't believe we're getting into this. <laughs> I, I don't think I've talked about this in forever. Um, I mean, yeah, basically, I, I tore my ACL my senior year. Uh, was it like the first game? First, yeah, five minutes into the first preseason game of yeah. my senior year, like I was in the best shape of my life. Um, had kind of was ready to, to give it my all because, I mean, we 
there was talks that like if I had had a good year, you know, I could have been drafted and stuff. And so like mm-hmm. I had been all in that summer and, you know, mm-hmm. eating healthy and, you know, doing the right things. And um, but yeah, I just had a fluke injury. I got kind of tripped up from behind at a full sprint and uh, my right foot planted in the ground at a full sprint. And uh, because it was turf, not grass, my my foot got stuck in the turf and my knee just exploded. Oh. Um, so like literally like I got I'm clutching my knee right now. You can't oh, like, it's bad. Oh, the video fuck. is so bad because it wasn't like like most ACL injuries are just like a fluke. Like you'll just be running and you kind of just like fall and like tear it. Because this was like a like I got clipped. It was just like actually in the action and like you see me pop up immediately like trying to straighten my leg and my knee was just locked. And I looked at a, a guy on the field next to me. And I told him, I was like, my ACL is destroyed. And he was like, bro, relax. I was like, no, you don't understand. You said that immediately? like Immediately. I knew right away. I was like, my knee is gone. And then, yeah, like they took me, like I was. Do you have like a a recollection, a memory of like what's going through your mind when you're like, my knee is gone? Like, is it panic? Is it like video of it too. That like, so like, yeah, I mean, I I immediately, because I face planted. And (sighs) then I like, I remember I pop back up immediately because i always had the mindset that like most little knocks you could like get up and run it off sure uh, you're an athlete like the opposite of most soccer players honestly <laughs> oh right because oh right that's the most, thing you're like like faking soccer players, the injury yeah most soccer players want to want to sell it but like as like a center back and stuff you always try to be like that tough guy mm-hmm. so i literally popped up right away and i couldn't straighten my leg it was literally locked and like i had heard it pop in the moment so at that point i was like no nah, it's gone but I mean, yeah, long story short, we won't get into it because I don't want to throw anybody under the bus or anything. It's past life, but right, I basically sure. didn't get my, my – they didn't renew my scholarship. Uh, like, I was a two-year captain, and mm. I played almost every minute. And they, Oh, yeah, I read about that, that, too. The thing that was bad was that they had kind of waited until – this is kind of where somebody the, – the news had wanted to report on it was they had waited um, until the end of the semester – kind of too it was too late at that point for me to be able to get a scholarship somewhere else oh, um, so because yeah. it happened the first game of the season and then they waited that long they didn't really give me a chance to that if they weren't going to renew my scholarship they didn't give me a chance to like to go for that. you to go somewhere else <laughs> yeah so yeah. it was kind of like the reason that article would cause a lot of controversy because uh it ended up getting shared like hundreds and hundreds of times all around the country because there was a lot of athletes that were in similar spots mm, mm-hmm. and that was why originally i was against the idea of of the article but there was a few friends who had had similar experiences that had heard they wanted to do a story on me. yeah they were like they were like dude you need to do the story for everybody else like and so i kind of just like knew going into it that i might be blacklisted a little bit from the the program but oh yeah but so yeah. you didn't play at all your senior year is that right you didn't play yep. at all Yep, and then so. you, your fifth year, you went somewhere else and you played. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So actually, I took a fifth year at Coastal Carolina and it ended up being one of the best decisions I've ever made mm-hmm. uh, for a few reasons. Like the team was unreal. Like we got up to number four in the country and uh, oh, shit. yeah, I mean, we had a great year. I mean, that kind of got, got in and I mean, I had a nine month recovery, so I recovered really late. Uh, it took me a long long time. Was uh, it just because like the nature of the explosion of your knee or? Yeah. I mean, I had yeah. like torn it, torn it. And yeah, I don't know. I, I just kind of didn't want to, I, I just am normally a long-term thinker, so I didn't want to rush it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't play the whole summer too. So actually the first time, the first game, even like, 
I played back from my ACL was the first game of the season at Coastal. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had only played like 10, 15 minutes, like randomly in preseason, um, just like inter-squad scrimmages. And then the first game back was literally the first game of the season. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a great year and got a, actually a lot of, there's uh, a group of four guys that are like still some of my closest friends from that team. Yeah, that's and cool. My, uh, my roommate now, and you know, one of my best friends who also works with us at Rooted was, mm. uh, was like the star of that team. And him and I have stayed, you know, super close friends. So, so there's a positive in blowing out. Your oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it all happened for a reason for sure. Like I'm, yeah. I'm extremely grateful that it happened. I think it taught me a lot about mm. myself and that process and, you know, kind of just hard work and like the, yeah. a lot of people think about the physical aspect of all that, but I think the mental piece is really, you know, where I learned the most, honestly. Fuck yeah. That's like, so I can't even imagine like you are on a track. You think you have your like life kind of planned out. It's what you've done your entire life. For and sure. then all of a second, you're like, all of a sudden, you're like, I no longer have a knee. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. You go from like, I, I mean, I think it like what it did for me though, it was, it, it, it made me realize like one, it could be taken away in a second. Yeah. Right. Like, and I, at that point I was like all in with soccer. You know, I, mm-hmm. I honestly didn't focus much on school before that. And um, I, it, I actually got involved with a, a startup company in Orlando during that time. And, oh. you know, I started, you know, learning how to sell and learning a lot about startup businesses yeah um and that's kind of where i got my my passion for entrepreneurship was during yeah. that time so oh, like it, nice. it all like played a big role in in where i am now but yeah like like you said you know it being taken away in a split second it's like yeah wait, did you did now? you did you feel the need to like put yourself in something else then since like you didn't have soccer to like immerse yourself in were you like okay now i need something else or like what was your coping mechanism yeah. mentally like uh, I think my, so my coping mechanisms have changed dramatically since then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, oh yeah. That's like, fair. You were a senior in college. Yeah. Yeah. Like honestly, my, I was depressed a lot. Like I had, which is totally normal and expected. Yeah, I would think for sure. I had a girlfriend at the time. Um, and yeah, she was just like, she knew, like she could tell like I was, I became a completely different person. Yeah. Uh, like I'm very social and outgoing. And like during mm-hmm. that time, I just like, wanted to be by myself. I either wanted to be in the training room or I wanted to be in my room. Yeah. Um, and like being transparent, I was crying a lot. Like, yeah, it was just like, not of pain. I mean, at the beginning it was painful. The surgery yeah. was painful. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like, like you're not, it's not like crying pain, but, uh, you but were yeah. depressed for yeah, sure. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, think, I mean, any athlete would kind of go through a little sense of that. Um, and I, I actually Definitely. like my mom is like really tough lady, like she's bodybuilder and stuff, but, she I, never, you, I like, I gotta get your mom on here. Uh, you gotta get her on. She's so nice. <laughs> She'd be so funny on here. I'd be interested to hear. You can come back and more, guest but... co host with your mom. Oh, dude, I would do it. That would be <laughs> unreal. But yeah, she like didn't take any like pain medicine during all of her like childbirths. So she like, she, she like called me out like after the surgery. She was like, I dare you to not take any pain meds the whole time. And I was like, for sure. I was like, if you can do it, I can do it. No. So no, I think I that made things that a little, way. little harder for me too. But, oh my God. but yeah, I mean, I psychopath. Well, she's a psychopath. She's yeah, a, yeah. But sorry, mom, you're not a psychopath. I'm yeah. <laughs> no, I say that in the most generous, loving way. No, no, no. For it's sure. a, it's an accolade. No, I know, I know, hundred percent. So, so what happened after college? Uh, yeah. So actually, I got hurt again after coastal. Uh, oh, I was fuck. on like a bunch of 
uh, like pro trials, but I, I developed a stress fracture on my groin. Um, okay, wait, my, we got to talk about this. Yeah. How? How? Yeah, so that was like, it was actually funny. Like the doctors had, had talked about both of my injuries and they both told me that like the reason kind of both of them happened was because of the athletic the, shape that I was in. So yeah. he had said, he was like, generally, if you hadn't been as powerful as you were during the ACL time, your knee probably wouldn't have exploded. And I was like, well, that's it's all about like your, your body, like movement yeah, patterns. He, he said, I, yeah, he said, I was like, because I was at full sprint and like a hundred percent, I popped like my power exploded my knee. But then they had said that like, cause I had been working on deficiencies throughout the whole time, mm-hmm. but they had said that because I was like overcompensating on the one leg that I was cutting yeah. so hard that I had started developing like a stress fracture in my pubic symphysis. So my groin. Uh, so yeah, it got to the point where like, I couldn't walk. Like I would literally be on these trials with these teams and my dad was having to carry me into the car afterwards. Um, yeah, it was crazy. So what are like pro trials look like? Is like intense practicing, like where they just have scouts looking at you? Yeah. I mean, the scouts are from the team specifically. I mean, there's, okay. there's, there's a couple of different things. Like you can, okay. if you're on like a private trial with the team, uh, it's usually the players that are currently signed with the team. Um, and then like some trial lists, uh, you, but yeah, you do have some like combines, which like mm. there was some combines down in like Fort Lauderdale where those are just all like kids coming out of college that are trying to make it at those ones. Yeah. There's scouts from like, mm. okay. Team. But if you're on yeah. a private trial, it's mainly just the coaches from that. Okay. Team. Okay. So yeah. what happened from there? No. Yeah. I mean, it got to the point where I couldn't walk and I got an MRI and they developed it and, or they diagnosed it and I couldn't, um, they told me I couldn't couldn't run and i ended up not being able to run for eight months um yeah like i'm talking like not even be able to jog like it felt like someone was taking a sword to my groin Ah. Uh, so i kind of had given up the game of soccer altogether um and then yeah one day about a year a little over a year later i was working for that startup sock company that i had started working for Uh uh, in orlando i was working in the offices as like their director of sales and events and Mm -hmm. um yeah i saw on twitter one day that you know, Cincinnati was bringing a, a pro soccer team here to the city and mm-hmm. kind of felt called for a few reasons that day. And mm-hmm. um, like I had had a friend that had passed away and mm. he was actually from Cincinnati and I had mm. actually, he was in a coma for a week. And, you know, one of the last promises Stop. I had, had to him was that no matter what it took, I was going to play pro soccer for him and tell oh. Jesus what said what up. But yeah. so when I saw this, this tweet, I like was like, man, this is this is God telling me like, you know, I need to go and give this a shot because, you know, Trent was from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I had made this promise to him that I felt like I couldn't fulfill. Uh, I went to UC. I had, you know, played here. I knew people here. I had yeah. a lot of my friends were here. And also I had a girlfriend at the time that, that lived here. So I was like, man, this is God telling this me. This is that. a lot of boxes that you're checking here. Yeah. You gotta come back. Really. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw that tweet. I was at work and I saw the tweet. And I mean, you can ask my dad. I went home that night and I was like, dad, God was telling me I got to leave. And he was like, what do you mean? He's like, I was living at home with them. Like, and I told him and he was like, all right, you can leave. He was like, Makes sense. Yeah. He was like, okay, I support it. And so literally like within a week, I had bought a car because um, I was using my parents' car at that time trying to save as much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yeah, so I bought a car and moved everything up here. And then uh, trained for like six months and made the team here through an open trial. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then, yeah, played soccer then- for a year. and. For a year, yeah, I played soccer the first season at FC, and 
at that point, I think my passions had shifted and, mm. um, you know, I'd fallen in love with business and, you know, felt called to, to be doing something like that. And, mm. and I don't know. I, and after that year, like I, you know, checked off, I fulfilled the promise, you know, I fulfilled yeah. the dream that I'd always wanted to do since I was four. Like, you know, my body honestly had yeah. taken a lot of things and, you know, I felt like I had accomplished what I needed to accomplish. And it was know, time. Yeah, it was time. Yeah. I mean, like, most people are like, dude, you only played one year. I'm like, that's all I needed, bro. It's one more year than you did. Oh, no. Well, they're just like, they're like, like, anyway. why. Right. Why, like, I didn't keep going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. most people that I could have, but I don't know. I felt, felt called to step in a different direction. And, um, and yeah, now we're here. So, how did the photography come into play? Where yeah. did this, how did that intersect? When yeah, did you start sure. doing that? They all, they all cross paths, honestly. Uh, so yeah. I, I started rooted with a, a kid named Nick Brown. Um, so Nick actually was uh, a student photographer for the school newspaper at UC. Okay. Um, so it's actually funny. That's the same newspaper that wrote that article. But mm-hmm. so Nick was a freshman and he was shooting a lot of the UC sports. So when I played there, I really only have like four or five good photos of me for my whole career. Um, so when all my friends who were still playing started posting these pictures from this kid, like all of our, our alumni were like, man, who is this kid? Like, why wasn't he there? Why didn't I? Yeah. Why didn't I get like, these amazing photos? And then, and then everyone yeah. was like, well, I would mess with my friends. would be like, they'd be like, oh, he's a freshman. Like he's just shooting for the school newspaper. Um, and then he started shooting our FC Cincinnati games. And mm-hmm. that was kind of really when like, cause our whole team was like, we would be looking for Nick Brown and silently be like, oh, where is this kid? Yes. Uh, hopefully he's at the scrimmages or the games. Um, and so one day I, I had, uh, cause I actually was, there was a big period that uh, like I was still working remotely for the stock company and I had started serving at J Alexander's mm-hmm. uh, as well to kind of pick up some, some extra cash. And I had a little breakup during that time. I was trying to keep yeah. my mind, my mind sure. busy. And so I had actually kept serving into the year um, into while I was playing. So I would literally play pro soccer and then go serve at a restaurant uh, because I had fallen in love with the people there. Um, and honestly, yeah. I had made it through an open trial. So my salary wasn't as high as. Yeah. 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 But it was like really taking its toll on my body, and so I ended up like it was like two months into the season I I stopped serving because mm-hmm. I was Cause that like, is a very physical job too. Oh yeah, like my body was not recovering at all. Like I would train in the morning, and then we would lift or anything, and then I would go be on my feet until for like, four like, miles. Yeah, walking oh, yeah. around the restaurant. So it was like not was, forgetting anyone's ranch. Yeah, for sure. Oh, ranch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I need ranch. Ranch is fire, man. Low key. <laughs> Hey, the character too. Shout out to you. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, so I, I, there was like this big gap then because I was like, for like the last eight months, I was like hardcore working all the time. And then there was this gap like where we were done at like 11, 1130 every day. And mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to pick up a hobby. So um, my dad had always shot some pictures of us as kids. And uh, I had kind of always admired photography. And I led some like visuals for the stock company because we were like a custom design. Mm-hmm. but i never actually shot the pictures so i messaged nick on twitter one day and i was like yo bro like would love to you know have you teach me how to use a camera like i have a small starter camera um and he messaged me back and was like dude would love it like let's go out and shoot the city one day and he like let me use the camera and um i'm okay you just you just picked up photography like later in life and you yeah, <laughs> oh my sure. God. i mean i had always taken like tried to take pictures of my friends at parties during college and like sure. random stuff sure. or, like, never but, like, you are not like trained in photography oh, studying no. photography like you yeah. just picked it up 
yeah i mean it was funny like when oh nick my and I, god nick and I became really good friends like through it and uh because nick was like super technical and he still is very technical uh but like the first honestly a lot of times i would literally be like yo what settings are you shooting on bro like i don't i didn't know how to work the camera well that's the thing is like i feel like for myself like i love taking photos of my friends and have always kind of like had that role in like the group of friends throughout like when you are taking out the fucking digital camera and uploading your pictures to like facebook or whatever like i was like that friend and i feel like i i i have an eye right like i can like set up i follow you for sure you definitely have an eye i can like set it up but i don't know anything when it comes to like a camera setting or like a lens or nothing yeah, it's like a completely different ballgame. Like, and you you realize that quickly. Like, I was right, like, right. I was like where you were. Like, where I was like, dude, I, I feel like I got an eye. Like, like I, I got some composition, some natural idea of composition. Like, yeah. <laughs> somebody throws like this nice fancy cam in your hand and like throws it in manual mode, and you're like, you're like, dude, why is every picture so bright? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, dude, you have to turn the exposure down. I was like, exposure. What, what does that mean? I was like, what is exposure? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that was literally like how our first like couple of things went. Like I would literally be like, "Bro, can you set this up for me?" Like mm-hmm. I just want to take the nice photos. Right, 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 uh, right. But you can learn. You, yeah, we're yeah. Human we beings, can we can learn a new skill. You can yeah. be taught. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I really do think like, I mean, you're seeing it more and more. Like athletes are starting to pick up the creative stuff more and more, mainly because of how you learn it. Uh, it's like it's they they go hand in hand realistically. Like mm. most athletes learn by doing right um like repetitions by doing actually physically touching and feeling something that's really what i mean that's what photography all is like you know like feeling the camera understanding like if it's too bright this button needs to get like that's the gist of it like if it's too bright you need to click the button and turn it down a little bit right as long as as your body can understand it like i always will say i'm i can't i can't speak the language as well as like the most technical photographer in the world Mm -hmm. If you give me a camera in my hand, I can do everything that he can. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I feel like I like even a lot of pro football players now, um, like know how to use cameras or wanting to get into photography. Um, and you're seeing these guys become really good, and everyone's like, "Why?" And it's like, "Well, you literally you- work the same way." And right, right, they, that makes sense. They, they have the work ethic unlike anybody else. So, like, if you give them a camera that they can own, like they'll go out and use it every day. And do you think that you have an advantage the coming from an an athletic background and you like know how the human body like moves and you kind of like can almost anticipate yeah. where it's going. Like, do you feel that way? Like when you're shooting, cause you do a lot of action shots. So yeah. like fitness photography that you like, okay, I know kind of like how, what this angle should be or like what this, how this person's body is going to move. Cause I've done the move myself. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on what it is. Like yeah, if, if there's like a sport that's like super out of my element, uh, like I've never done it. Uh, like what would that be? I don't know. Actually, that's I feel like <laughs> I tried everything. Uh, I feel like now we've shot at anything and everything, but I do think it gives you like a little bit of an edge, mainly for like understanding what athletes want to see. I think like that is it. Yeah, that's I think it. that's like the biggest thing is knowing that. Like I like, want this muscle is the fucking show muscle. Like yeah. make sure you get this muscle flex. For sure, I do yeah. think the <laughs> sense of like you know being in the locker room, hearing the conversations of like. Like, yo, I love when photos look like this. Or, yo, I love when, yeah. like, this angle is that. So you kind of know what the players are looking for. Right. I think in, like, usually, like, players and, and athletes kind of drive where, honestly, the creative usually goes. Yep. I mean, that's, like, a big thing in marketing now as well that 
like schools aren't just producing content for themselves. They're producing content for the athletes as well, because they know they'll get more interaction from the athletes. For sure. The school is posting for sure. Uh, so they want to create stuff that the athletes know and they like, and they want to, yep. you know, they'll be incentivized to actually post it on their personal pages too. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I do think like, especially like in soccer, I feel like it kind of helps knowing where the ball is going to go. And it's actually mm, like mm-hmm. it is a little bit harder shooting. Like, like if you shoot like a rec game, for example, like I coach rec kids, so I love rec kids. Like I'm mm-hmm. on them, but, uh, it's a little bit harder when like you're predicting a game to go this way and like in those games it's a little more unpredictable. So it kind of like evens the playing field because realistically a kid could try to kick a ball to the left and they go completely to the right. Yeah, right, right. Your camera's over there. <laughs> hoping it will go over there. But so yeah, I mean it works in your favor sometimes and then also like in that case it can work against you because you're like predicting something to happen mm, and mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's kind of like creating like the way we try to do things. It's, you know, it's all about the experience for people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if somebody doesn't really have a good time and enjoy the session itself, you know, they're not really going to want to work with you. So we try to exactly. put like, actual workouts and, you know, make it yeah. life and enjoyable as possible. Yeah, I think that's a, a really big. Right there. What's that? Just gave you a quick sales pitch right there. No, I know that was great, but I think that, but I think that that's really important when for on both sides of it, I guess, of like the photographer. And I want to talk about like your strategies or your techniques for making people comfortable in front of the camera, because, you know, I, I don't know what your main clientele is like people I would imagine like are coming to you like fitness professionals or people just looking to like grow their present their brand presence and maybe they're not like yeah they're really good fitness people but are they models do they feel comfortable in front of the camera like maybe not but then also maybe you're working with like yes like models that are like here to showcase whatever it is but I think it's the same sense of when you're talking about making people you know, like they have a good session, they have fun, they enjoy themselves. Also, like on the other end of like, be like nice to work with if you're like being shot, you know, like, uh, and then and then just show up and be like, okay, this isn't about me and my ego. Like, what are we shooting? Are we shooting this product? Are we shooting this place? Like, that's the focus. It's not on me. Like, yeah, I'm going to get these pictures from my gram. Awesome. But to like, have that in mind too. But how do you make people feel comfortable? Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, yeah, you just made all great points. Like, I think, <laughs> I, I like, I will say, like, I think at the end of the day, like, Instagram, like, has heard things a little bit in the sense of, like, yeah, like, you do have a lot of photographers who will create stuff, you know, because they want to push their own brand forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think at the end of the day, like, that loses the sense of kind of what it what it's for. Like, obviously, you want to create, and you know, like, I just did this Black History Month series where, like, mm-hmm. that was a passion project, right? Like. That was something that, you know, I got paid for for some of them because um, they were like commissioned by like on a bigger project base. But um, like for the most part, they were just shoots we just did for fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even then, like I wasn't trying to push my own agenda forward. I was trying to, you know, I would reach out to people and be like, hey, like, you know, is there anything that you kind of need or like yeah. be a collaborative effort? Um, to feel like, hey, you you created this just as much as I created this. Yeah, it's um, so much fun when that happens. Oh, for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, like the model, the person in front of the lens is just as important as the person behind the lens. Yeah. Um, like it's yeah. a team effort. And I think yeah. that, you know, what a lot of people lose lose sight of at times. Um, but yeah, I mean, that comes from like, you know, athletics too. Like everything is, you know, like we just did a big shootout in Austin, Texas. And, um, you know, we hired people that I had never met. 
you know like we mm. we, got a, we got we got they kind of like a mls and adidas had kind of tapped on last second because i was already going to be out there and we basically had to put this big shoot together in five days in a city that we didn't know anybody you don't know um, yeah we didn't know anybody so like so we, what'd you do i mean yeah we just went on a, a search and like we hired people through instagram we we mm-hmm. hired four local models uh, fortunately i had two buddies um out there that that helped me on set and had a girl from Dallas shooting like behind the scenes and mm-hmm. hair makeup lady. And we found everybody we need, but that's what I told him at the beginning. Like the first thing, once everybody got together, I was like, Hey, like y'all don't know me. Uh, I just want you guys to know that like everybody in this room right here, like this is a team, right? Yeah. Like this is not, I'm not here to just push my ideas forward. Mm-hmm. Like we brought you guys here and we're hiring you guys because you guys are creative. You have your great ideas as well. And like, yeah. we want this to be a team effort. Um, and I told him too, I was like, I'm not from Austin. So right. if I am doing something that doesn't portray the city and like what it naturally and authentically would be. Yeah. Stop me. I was yeah. Like, stop me. Yeah. Like, for uh, sure. But yeah, no, I think, I, go ahead. No, no, I was, I was just totally agreeing with you. It, it, it's, there's something like so energetic and magic when you can like get on a shoot. And I just recently did one for um, this vintage shop downtown. Oh yeah. I saw that. Down oh, to Mars. Yeah. I mean, and oh, like, yeah. so, She's a homie, I love her yeah marcy Marcy. she's great and so like my friend and anthony and anthony and i were like did the modeling and like marcy styled us but like she wanted our input and she knew that like we couldn't just wear anything right it had to like fit with our overall vibe or it wasn't gonna like come through with the camera and like the photographer was so artistic and cool and like it was absolutely a group effort and the photos turned out amazing but it's like if you don't and and she was kind of talking to like oh we've worked with some people in the past that like just didn't have like that cool factor that we need like it just didn't work and it's like it's nothing against them they'll be they'll be great for another project <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's that, chemistry I mean, marcy's stuff is like so unique too and, and yeah it's, like, so cool and vintage that like you kind of need someone to have that like right. so i can feel like not everybody's made to shoot stuff like that but like you said right. like what you said was so important that like at the end of the day, you know yourself and you know your style and you know your body better than anybody else. Yeah. So like, why would you want me to make all the decisions for you? Like it doesn't, right. it's not it doesn't work. make sense, right? Like yep. you know, I can give you recommendations, but like, you know, if you put something on, it doesn't fit. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. fit. Let's, let's do something else. Yeah. But, so tell us a little bit about Rooted Media House. Like what do you guys do? How, how that get started? We kind of started to talk about, you were talking yeah. about your, your friend, your photographer friend, but we yeah. didn't do it. Yeah, so so it actually started two months after Nick and I met. Um, so like right, it was towards the end of the season. Uh, Nick and I um, basically decided one day we were like, man, like, you know, I know I'm gonna get good at this sooner or later, and I'm gonna work my butt off to get good at this. And I like understand the startup world, so um, we mm-hmm. kind of created this Instagram page called Cincy Rooted. Uh, mm. The goal was just to uh, like feature local photographers, and we kind of got a big following like right off the back and. So we turned it into a brand and, you know, as soon as we turned it into a brand, we changed the name uh, to mm-hmm. Rooted Media House, um, you know, hopefully to, to build a scalable company. Um, but like we've always tried to pay tides to like our roots here in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we kind of just run in with it. The long-term goal was to get to where we're at today. And that was, mm. you know, photo, video, graphic design, and experiential marketing. Photo, uh, video, and graphic design. Photo, video, yep, design, and then experiential and- marketing. What does that mean? Yeah. So it's basically like creating brand activations and experiences to like create emotional connections with consumers. Right. So like, uh, like an example would be, 
like Bunbury, for example, Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of these brand activations around Bunbury where like you can go and experience, like try a Jurgens product and like a big thing that would be considered experiential marketing because it's actually, you're getting to experience the brand in real life versus just like an e-commerce thing online where like you're just like seeing a picture and and buying it. You actually get to experience the touch and feel like the main thing, like our biggest thing as a, as a company, when we do anything is to try to create like this emotional connection with consumers. I mean, um, you need it. Yeah. We've always yeah. found that like when people have, you know, a connection with a brand, they're more incentivized to purchase things or even just support the brand. Um, right. Right. That, I always talk about like, like and this is branding one-on-one, right? You need a story. Sure. You need people sure. to, to get behind your story, to understand your story, to want to talk about your story. Absolutely. It's the same thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, that's, that's what it is. Like most stories. Yeah. You want to like part of that is storytelling. Like the way we do videos, we usually always try to tell stories in like a unique way. Even when we're doing like hype videos, there's always some sort of like story in there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're actually, nobody really knows this. It's not public yet, but we are actually pivoting the brand a little bit. Is this a what the fit exclusive? It is a, yeah, it is a what the fit exclusive. (laughs) We didn't even plan it, but. Well, we'll just talk about it, but we're actually changing the name from Rooted Media House to Rooted Creative. Um, and Ooh, that is okay. basically take a step out of just being a photo and video company. Um, and, and we're offering now design experiential. Um, that was kind of the plan cool. uh, from the start. We wanted to do, most people go into the strategy marketing side first. We kind of wanted to get, to take the backwards route. Uh, because you just want to do all the fun stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, we want it. So it's actually funny because a lot of the creative agency world doesn't actually have the talent in-house. Uh, so they usually yeah. contract everybody. So yeah. we wanted to go the, the opposite way just to show that, hey, like, yo, you want the biggest and baddest in the photo and video world? Like, we got that on our team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, hey, now we also can do the strategy side. Cool. Um, so we kind of went the opposite direction of, of where most people go. So we're actually launching the website here in, in like, eight days. So that's amazing congrats on that okay so let's right now right right perfect timing um (laughs) i want to talk about creativity heck yeah let's do it and i want to talk about like just creating in general so it's through and i you have probably done this exercise with lululemon of like identifying your core values oh yeah 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 what's yes exactly so i did it recently you know probably like back in january with them and identified like three of my core values and create is one of them. It's yep. like, so, so important to me. It's one of the reasons why, like I, you talk about like called, like I had to do this podcast, like it had to come out or I would have absolutely just ex- imploded within myself. For sure. And it's like, it brings me the greatest joy of my entire life because I essentially think of it as like, we're storytelling, right? Like that's, yeah, yeah. that's what this is. Um, but like, what does, creating look like for you or like how do you feel fulfilled in a creative sense is it just photography is there more than that for you yeah yeah I mean I think the biggest thing for me is like creating stuff that gets people to take action oh yeah I think think that's like the biggest thing and that's why like we actually do a lot of stuff for our local church Mm. uh, like and why we love to do it And, and that was Nick and I used to always talk about this like we don't ever want to just create stuff to create stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. we want to create stuff that gets people out of their chairs. And it's like, man, like I, I can do that. Or like, yeah. I, I need to do that. Right. Like, um, and that's why like, we love creating stuff for the church because it's like, in, in that perspective, like it's a tangible way to yep. create stuff to help, you know, get people to know Jesus. Yeah. Right? Like, it's like, like, I mean, if you think about it, like 
especially in nowadays, like most people find out about churches through social media, you know, so like, at I the guess end that's why you want to like find out about everything these days. So I mean, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The new billboards, right? Like right. It's, it's everything. So like having good imagery, like, you know, when you hear somebody like, Hey, how'd you find out about the church? It's like, Oh, well, I saw it, you know, through the images there and like it, mm-hmm. it, stuff like that. I mean, that's just an example of, you know, for us, if we can create something that gets people to want to, to be better or take action or, you know, get out of their seats and, you know, even just as simple as seeing an image and be like, dang, I, I want to go, I need to go for a run seriously sometimes i look at your photography and i'm like oh, fuck i need to do a shoulder workout i don't know i'm like dude i need to work out I, i'm like i need to lift a heavy weight immediately like that's For all sure. i have to do oh yeah she's a she's a beast man she's, she's a beast she's incredible okay wait side note i gotta ask do you think that there's any value now today in billboards because i've really been thinking about billboards lately and i don't know why yeah i think there is man i I still think there's like value in in all sorts of marketing i don't think it 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 has to be only social media yeah i mean it doesn't it doesn't play as big of a role as it used to but i definitely think there's value and i mean there's statistics and data that that shows it still can add value i don't think it has as high of a like return rate as it used to I just right. want a billboard around Cincinnati with like my face and my Instagram handle. That would be hilarious. We actually, uh, <laughs> we've joked, we, me and uh, a couple of guys on our team have joked. We have this good friend, Josh Staley. Uh, he's going to hate me for this, but we like, <laughs> we like always tell him he's going to like run for mayor one day. Cause he's like always super professional. Sure. But, uh, we actually, we did this without him knowing and we didn't go through with it, but we were like brought him to a park one day and we're like, bro, we just want to do a photo shoot of you like for fun. But we were going to blow the images up and put them on billboards. And that would that. be amazing. I would love for someone to do that for me. Uh, well, we we were not going to – they were, like, hilarious, though. Like they were, oh, like, they not were good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, we ended up not going through that because we thought he would kill us. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, random billboards. But I do think there's value in, in it, like, just not as much as there. Yeah. You yeah. should definitely yeah. do one with your Instagram handle, though. I know. If you need a shoe, I know a guy. Right, exactly. I mean, I just need to spare like you know ten thousand dollars, probably. I want. I need it to be like right, like on seventy one. Like oh, you can't. I wonder how much they, they cost. I, I know. I have no idea. I don't even know. I should get a number off the one I'm of them. Sure. So it's, I'm sure it depends on where it is. But what's your creative process look like? Yeah, I mean, I think it all depends. Yeah. Uh, so like, I kind of am in this role where I'm I'm bouncing around from different things now. It's I'm not just in the photography world now so like mm-hmm. I mean, my creative process even comes down to managing the people on our team yeah it's a really uh, great point yeah so i think it just depends on on what it is right like yeah photography realistically you execute it in a completely different way than you do video um, but right. i think it all comes down with the actual creating i think it all comes i mean even leading people but it comes down to like actually getting to know people yeah. Um, like the first step. And so, yeah. So if I, if I come to you, we'll say example, if I come to you and I'm like, Hey, I want to do a photo shoot for what the fit. Yep. What, like, do, are you like asking me questions yeah, or yeah. like, what's that look? Well, yeah. What does that look like? For sure. Yeah. I mean, in the past it's, it's, it's looked like, you know, kind of just like sitting down, getting coffee, hopping on a call. Yeah. Kind of wanted to like see your goals and you know what you want to accomplish it. Like, I think the oh, biggest right. thing is, is kind of defining a win. Mm. Uh, that, that kind of like accepts the expectation for us like you know realistically if, if you define your win one way and and we define a win of the shoot another way like we could end up giving you a product that's completely unaligned yeah uh, really good point 
Yeah, and I, so I think at the end of the day, we used to do that by just getting coffee and talking on the phone. Uh-huh. We actually have put processes in place now where, like, if you want to do, you know, if you want graphic design for a logo, for example, like you inquire on our website, we'll send you a kind of a questionnaire that will help us kind of understand a little more about your brand, um, what you're looking for, and then kind of like your inspo so we know what kind of stuff you like. Um, and the same goes for video. Video, yeah. you kind of uh, need to know what they want to get out of it. Um, like if they want any call to actions or, you know, what kind of style they like. Obviously, we kind of have our own little style that we shoot. It's just like, yeah, you know, like, right. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's all about the client. So like we, we want to get to know like who they are, you know, what they do, what what defines a win for them. Um, so that like realistically, we can create something that that caters and shows like an authentic them. Yeah. So I, I have to know, we've gotten 45 minutes through this recording and we haven't talked about the coronavirus one time dude yeah, so that crazy. is like hats off to us uh, yeah we literally <laughs> haven't brought it up once i know i know it's been great and you're drinking and, wine and it, <laughs> at a time where it's just like pretty much everyone it's all that anyone's talking about it's all that we're seeing on social media sure. um and I'm interested just to hear from you like in terms of your creativity and we kind of chatted about this right how like creativity comes and ebbs and flows and there's periods and, yeah. and that's okay. And that's kind of like part of it. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I'm wondering like, is this crisis right now, like contributing to your creativity or kind of diminishing it? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think for me, I kind of, my experiences over the last week and a half has been more on the managing side, realistically. Um, I mean, we have seven people on our team now. Uh, yeah. So realistically, my biggest priority is just making sure that everybody's in a good spot, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. health wise. Yeah. Um, like our focus realistically hasn't been on creative. Like yeah. our, our, our purpose statement as a company is really like, it's plain and simple. It's to love and serve people and make a lasting impact. So I think like in times like these, like our focus is not the creative uh, yeah. speaking transparently. Like it's like, we're still trying to do things and, and keep things going, but like, yeah at the end of the day, like our priority is people. And like, that's where my focus has been the last week and a half, making sure that, you know, if we don't have income coming in for the la- for the next how many months that, you know, people on our team will still be okay. And um, that's good of you. I mean, little stuff like that. I mean, like I was on the phone with Adobe all day today, mm. trying to save money where we can with like our business plan. So it's like still being creative, but like I'm in creative ways of like, yeah no for sure for sure and i i'm kind of like where i am i'm i am have it going in waves like initially i had to delete instagram and like get off social media because i had this and this was like day fucking two right of this like onslaught of like well now you get to do all of these creative things that you didn't have time for before yeah i was like fuck, I got to like do all these creative things that I didn't have time for before. Mind you that like nothing in my world had changed. Like my work was still the same. Like nothing really changed for me in that sense. But I had this, I took on my own personal, like took on this expectation of like, well, now's the time to be creative. For sure. And I I like, that's that's dope. But I like, couldn't be, you know, I was like, like that, that pressure was just like, oh, I just, it, it was, did the opposite, had the opposite effect on me. For sure. I was like, I can't. Yeah, I feel like you see it in like either either way. Like a lot of people I feel like are having that same mindset of you, like, like, oh, now I'm gonna have all this time. 
But then you're like, wait, being cooped up in my house is like not the greatest and, environment for me to just Right. Creative. I'm not inspired to do that. But but I have like since then, which has now been, I don't know, it's seriously been like a week and a half. It feels like so much longer. But yeah. I've like will have these like ebbs and flows of like, okay, shit, like what can I do to like get people connected or yeah. like, you know, and I'll like have these like bursts of ideas and it's great. So I'm I'm just personally trying to like ride the wave. Yeah. When, when I'm feeling it, okay, get after it. When I'm not, like, just sure. don't. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's the best way to do it all the time. Yeah. I, I like, you know, people do ask me a lot, like, how do you handle creative blocks? And it's just like, yeah, I was my next else. question. Do how do you handle else, creative right? like, blocks? Do something else. Like, yeah, that's, go outside yeah. for a run. Like, if you're not yeah. doing it, don't force it, right? Like, I mean, obviously, if it's your job and you have to, like, you're on a deadline, whatever, yeah. If you're out of way, like, you know, you got to find a way to, to work through things. And, but I mean, that comes from people. Like you just got to, you know, surround yourself with people who have creative juices. And I think that's the hardest thing now is most people are alone. Right. So it's like, right. you have, you have this passion to want to do stuff, but it's like creativity comes like for me, at least it comes from, from people. You literally took the words right off the notes of my page where I was like, I, if I'm in, I need to be around people. And for there sure. are certain people that yeah. like really get me going Absolutely. And like, those are the people that I keep very close and that I'm like very attracted to. And I'm just like, yeah. anyone that like ignites that creative fire with me, I'm like, I want you. I want you. Yeah, you gotta stick around. For sure. <laughs> you gotta yeah, stick yeah. around. How is that? Yeah, you're like, you're mine. Yeah. 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 You're not going anywhere. Yes. I've fun. been watching a lot of Lord of the Rings, so I'm getting all oh, great movies. <laughs> yes. We actually there have a, uh, I used to coach in like this Batman outfit. Uh, Interesting. I, I can't wait to see where this is going. Oh no, no, no! I was just saying that. Uh, I was just referring to the voice because. Oh yeah, yeah. I have the Batman stuff still here, so we were like playing a board game the other night, and my friend was like wearing my Batman stuff, and we were just uh -huh. doing the, the Batman yeah. voice. So. Right, right, right. Oh, where okay. are they going? Where are they? Yeah. Going? <laughs> but. Oh yeah. I don't, I, know. I don't know how that just came up, but. Fun I fun. love it. I love. I love a tangent. Um, okay, let's talk about what your fitness looks like right now. Yeah. How has it evolved? You know, like your transition from having a very regimented, structured, athletic background to like now you get to making it up on your on your own or go to someone, I guess. But what's it look yeah, like? Yeah. Uh yeah, it's been it's been a roller coaster, honestly. <laughs> um I think when I first stepped away, I was already fit, so I, I like was still trying to just play soccer as much as I could. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think once I like actually stopped, stopped playing, uh, I kind of just like didn't work out at all for a solid year, year and a half. Um, cause I retired four years ago, mm. years ago, three and a half years ago. Um, but yeah, I couldn't really find the motivation to just get up and go. Like I, like I was the kind of athlete that when I like was playing, I would need to be working out two, three times a day. Like if I didn't work out a day, I, I was driving myself crazy. Mm. I to the point where like I didn't drink a ton in college, but when I got drunk, I would go for runs. Like, oh I'm, my god, my fucking like full, <laughs> full runs, like <laughs> loops, like three miles, like or literally, my friends would catch me doing suicides on the soccer field, uh, oh like, and they would come and be like, "Yo, what's up?" And they'd be like, "Wait, are you hammered?" Yeah. <laughs> maybe what i want to do but it was because i would like get to this like whenever i did drink i would like get to this point where i was like yo i'm messing my body up i gotta oh. i gotta like 
if I ran, it would like counterbalance it, right? Uh huh. Smart. That, that's sense. exactly what happened. <laughs> it's actually like yeah, like super unhealthy for you. Yeah. you aren't ready. But, um. Yeah, I kind of like went on this up and down like roller coaster, and I really didn't get consistent until uh yeah like Sean uh which is my roommate you know one of my mm-hmm. best friends uh, I really didn't get consistent until he moved in and and started working for Rooted um, a little over a year ago. Um, so him and I were always training partners at Coastal and mm-hmm. he, had just, he had just retired from soccer as well. Um, so he was still really consistent with it. Um, and so when he came and we moved in together, I started being able to pick it back up because, you know, I had that community again. I had, yeah. you know, that guy who would go in and push me and I would push him. And, you know, we kind of signed up for a mini triathlon and, and did that this past year. And Oh, damn. Where'd yeah. you do that? We did it. We did one in Columbus. Um Oh, cool. Yeah, we just like kind of signed up for one one day. And and you also have a swimming background. And I feel like that's the biggest hang up for people. Like if you don't know how to swim, yeah, yeah that can be intimidating. But yeah. if you get- it's, it's funny you say that because uh, Sean's actually a very good runner. Like I'm mm-hmm. a, for how, like I'm a little bit bigger for a soccer player, but for how big I am, I'm a pretty good endurance runner as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sean's like an exceptional and (laughs) all of our bike training we were like neck and neck so i knew going into the triathlon that like i needed to smash him in the swims because so you wanted to beat him oh we were like (laughs) like, competitive in everything like but it's like healthy competitive sure sure like if one of us wins we're like bro stoked for you bro like it like we're brothers at the end of the day but yeah so like when we were doing the, the swimming training at la fitness he had never swam so like he, I was having to teach him how to breathe and like all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I knew I was like, man, I need to beat him by a solid couple of minutes in the swim. We'll probably go make, even, yeah. even in the bike and then he'll beat me on the run. So I know my only shot is if I smash him in the swim. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I went into it like, oh, I got him. But yeah, literally like we got in the water and they didn't tell us, they didn't prep us on how it was going to work. So I, we literally get in the water and they're like, we're starting in 20 seconds. I'm like, 20 seconds? I'm behind 75 people. Yeah. And so literally we started going and I'm just getting pummeled, like kicked in the oh, face, doubled no. in the face. Like I got kicked in the face probably 30 times. Within the where first. where are you swimming in Columbus? In uh, in I would need to look it up. What it, oh, was. Okay. it was a lake. It was like a loop. But okay. so literally after 100 yards, my breath was gone. Like, oh, I'm that's rough. terrible. I couldn't get it together. And so he ended up beating me in the swim oh. because he had been got in the water earlier and got out a little in front and he didn't. Oh. But so he beat me and then he ended up beating me in the whole thing. <laughs> it was funny because my swimming background didn't work in my favor at all. Damn it. Yeah. I Damn actually it. at one point was cheating because I I went to like tread water on the second half. Uh-huh. I realized I could. Uh, you could touch the ground. I could touch the ground. <laughs> so I, was, I, I swear. I was like, dude, if somebody has a video, it'd be hilarious because I was like running and taking a breaststroke like yeah. I was really yeah. running and I was like oh somebody's gotta know I'm cheating right now <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing okay so what's it look are you like strength training I'm just gonna make it I'm just gonna assume here yeah well yeah. No, no, I'm more of a hit like I love high intensity. oh okay um, cool yeah I've never really been into like the bodybuilding type stuff it's yeah it's more like functional movement stuff yeah um, I mean yeah even still now I mean try to do things that you know apply to my everyday life and I will say like what I've realized is that photography actually can take a toll on like your back and kind of your shoulders as well and posture. Were you like getting into like on the ground and crouching? And- yeah. Well, most of the time you're carrying a heavy bag. Mm-hmm. It sounds super lame for me to say. No, that. it's I I totally believe it. Yeah. Even just like kind of like you're always leaned over and like squinching over and yeah. it's kind of like created some deficiencies and 
um, like my back and stuff. Um, so for me, I'm just trying to stay healthy. Yeah. Nowadays, like I, I love competing, and you know we still play in like an adult league. Oh yeah. Uh, Monday nights, but yeah, most of my workouts are usually like high intensity, like circuit training stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like a good like. <clears throat> I go to Cincinnati Premier Training, um, which they're like a small mom and pop stuff, but everything there, it's, it's like circuit and, and functional and um, they train a lot of soccer players and, and stuff there too. Yeah. But, what are you doing now that you can't leave your house? Uh, I actually just started, uh, like Nike has the all their free, like premium workouts for free right now. Nice. Uh, so I started with uh, this girl, female trainer. I don't remember her name. Yeah. Like one of the first ones that popped up and I was like, well, oh. I, like, I mean, program? we probably got six weeks here. Every, every one now on Instagram is a virtual fitness trainer. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Most of my training friends are probably gonna hate me for saying that. No, I I'm mean, just kidding, I, guys, I'm using Kelly's workouts. I'm, I, no, listen, I'm like we're saying this in a way of like, oh, thank you. Fucking thank you for giving us workouts and content. It's just funny that like people that aren't in the fitness industry or that I've never seen post about them working out ever in their life oh, all over it all of a sudden are oh, yeah. yeah I mean I do think I like I mean that brings up a good point though like I, I do think like this is this is gonna help a lot of people in a sense that like who knows maybe eight weeks locked up in your house is gonna get you to totally. fall in love and you know, start a fitness journey that you would have never done if this hadn't happened. Like whatever is going to keep people sane. I think it's just a funny observation now yeah. when you get on social media and you're like, I've never seen you work out. I mean, again, maybe people are not, you know, before they were working out and they weren't posting about it. And now because they're alone and they're in isolation, they're posting to feel connected to people. Oh, I totally sure. get it. I totally get it. It's just funny to look and see. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I feel like people are. I mean, the fitness world is awesome at the end of the day. Like, oh my God. It's, well, I mean, since that's that, what it comes down to. Like, people, yeah. once people get a taste, they're usually hooked on it. So I think, yeah. like, you know, people are doing a workout. They're like, bro, I need to show this. For sure. I'm, I mean, I, I want you to do that. I don't want you to stop doing that. Don't take this commentary as you should stop. I'm just making. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> okay. I'm eating a lot of cookies, though. You're I, eating a lot of cookies? Yeah. So far. What kind? Uh, so I'm I have celiac disease, so I'm gluten free. Oh um, damn, that's hard. Yeah, so I got these gluten free sugar cookies that are pretty fire. That sounds like boring though. A sugar cookie? Yo, sugar cookies are money. Oh, I don't know. Isn't even milk. I mean, they have chocolate chip as well. Okay, all right, I'm fine, I'm fine. Okay, what Michael, you, what's your favorite cookie? My favorite cookie? Mm. Uh, it's probably from Brown Bear. Oh, Brown Bear is fire. I've heard. I haven't Brown been. Bear is yeah probably they like I love their salty chocolate chip I love their matcha doodle um Ellen it's Whitney like grass isn't it what isn't matcha like grass um what is I can matcha? see it's green tea but like theirs is so good it's like sugary and delicious it's and the consistency is like incredible also to let it be known Brown Bear is doing like online orders so you can still get your Brown Bear order without going into the bakery um but. But Ellen Whitney makes a really, really good chocolate chip cookie too. Yeah, I mean, from her Instagram stories, everything she makes looks. I good. know. I'm mad at her. She needs to stop. Or I'm like, or her and Kayla, since he oh, fit food. I love Kayla. When they're posting all this food, I'm like, what are you doing with it? And like, what are the rules? Like, can you put some outside of your door and I can come pick it up? Like, what are the rules <laughs> with sharing food? I don't know. Kayla's got, but- her, Kayla's got her company milked that like she. Uh, 
She's yeah. She sells them. No, but I don't, I don't think she sells her uh, like regular things, but she should. Well, I'm that's what. Well, I'm, I'm looking at their Instagram stories, and they're making you know seemingly large amounts of these foods. Like I don't know. I don't think that they can eat it all themselves. So oh, they need, they need someone to like pick it up. Then I can. Just saying. Um, okay. What does being fit mean to you? What does being fit mean to me? That's a great question. That's like that a, that's is a the question, question of the whole thing, huh? Yeah, that's the question. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, like being fit is is being healthy for me. I think at the end of the mm-hmm. day, like because of, you know, all the injuries that I've gone through. And it's kind of even been a process for me even after I've stopped playing. Um, I don't know. I've kind of become a little injury prone. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like once you get one, it's like hard to. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I do think it. Yeah, it's like a snowball. Yeah, but I mean, I'm. I tore my ACL in 2013, so that was seven years ago. Um, but yeah, like I randomly, like right before I went on a trip, um, in New Year's, like I went to sit down in a chair and my <laughs> knee, my knee went out on me, like out of nowhere. Like literally, had been super healthy working out, and my knee went out and couldn't walk the next day. Thought I tore my meniscus, and so I ended up getting an MRI, and I developed two cysts in my knee somehow. And I was like, how does it even happen? Fuck. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like my – I haven't – I've only run one time uh, mm. in 20. So, I think you the biggest – You have to be thinking about, yeah. 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 The biggest yeah. thing for me is, like, I just want to be 100% healthy. So, being yeah. fit for me is being healthy because usually if I'm healthy, I can, you know, stay consistent and, you know, actual performance can, can – For sure. Work. But, for you know, sure. If, I'm, if I'm injured, like, the mental piece, the physical piece, it all – struggles a little bit crumbles yeah yeah where can people follow you uh yeah so we like i said we're building a new website um we can drop that link here soon but yeah our current one is is rootedmediahouse.com uh, my instagram is at malamy m-i-l-l-a-y-m-e mm-hmm. um, and then our business social media page is at official rooted um, and and we have everything from photos videos all my personal stuff on my it's good stuff stuff. well thank you so much for hanging in there with me with this video podcast thanks for having me as soon as our quarantine is lifted and we get through this i don't know what are we calling it is it is it a crisis (laughs) i'm calling it a sabbath oh okay for real okay well i'm calling it a sabbath i feel like at the end of the day this is it is a rest this is going to give a lot of people a rest that they need, and I think it's going to be a good reset for a lot of people. That's um, a, that's a lovely way to look at it. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah, I think that. it's true. I mean, like, I don't know if that's like the faith in me, but I do think like, you know, things like these like don't just happen for no reason. I think there's a purpose, and I think, you know, it's just yeah. going to be a good opportunity for people to, to take a step back and, you know, evaluate everything, and you know, it's going to suck. Honestly, it's yeah, for a lot it of people. Does. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, sometimes you gotta. You got to hit rock bottom at times to we'll get through it to realize things, but we'll get through it. How did you, how did you, did you look at yourself the entire time or did you also look at me? I was going back and forth. I I was going back and forth. (laughs) Yeah. When when you, uh, you actually started talking about values. I was like, Oh shoot, I'm going to bring up my like values for our company. And I like had them covering my, Oh, well, no, I was like, I was like, uh, to look at the actual ones. Yeah. That's good. Uh, We actually didn't say any of them. 
Uh, oh. I I left it up and I had it covering myself for a little bit. I know. For those listening, like it's a split screen of my face and of Michael's face. And before we started recording, I was like, looking at me. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking just keep looking at myself the entire time. Oh, it's terrible. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate you, listeners. I appreciate you. Follow me at Chrissy Grody at What the Fit Podcast. Uh, DM email at what the fit podcast at gmail.com to stay connected. Um, what else? Stay healthy, stay safe. Thanks a lot. Thank you.